Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of LMS Cast. I'm Christopher Badgett, and I'm joined today with Sebastian Kazaku. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about project management, what management means, and uh, getting into some business lifecycle stuff that you can apply to your courses. So, Sebastian, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, and what do you do? Hi, Chris. Thank you for inviting me. I'm Sebastian Kazaku. I'm doing project management consulting and training. For the last 15 years, I have combined uh, training practice with consulting for various projects for various industries. Uh, lately, I decided to um, expand my business uh, horizon into this uh, online courses uh, business. So three years ago, I did my first online course about project management certification. Uh, it was a very cool experience to me. And I decided to take it as a, as a full-time uh, job, let's say, as a full-time practice. And I thought that my expertise in project management could be useful for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, education entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, because project management usually is perceived as being a corporate discipline. But the thing is, you can, uh, you can benefit a lot from using project management, even if you are a one-person show. So this is why I'm here. Thank awesome. you for inviting me once again. That's awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. Well, uh, what's the difference between managing the project or managing the product as it relates to online courses and education entrepreneurs? That's a, that's a very good question, especially because many people uh, are making this confusion between the product management discipline or expertise and project management. You see, managing the product means actually to manage the business because the product is the value generation engine in your business. So whenever you say product management, it means you are managing all aspects of your business, which are involving the product, uh, starting with uh, envisioning the product, creating the product, selling the product through different uh, various marketing techniques, but also delivering and supporting the product. All these aspects are related to the product as the core part of your business. So in this, in this case, we're talking about a course as the product, right? Of course. When, yeah. Whenever I say product, in our case means the course or an education product. Could be a series of webinars, could be a coaching program. It is a product. And I could add one more thing because usually people distinguish between products and services as being different things. As a matter of fact, we should distinguish between goods and services. They are all products, but digital goods, for instance, are what we usually call information products. They are tangible, they are storable, whereas the services, in our case, would be the service of teaching a particular piece of content, a particular online course. The truth is we need both. In in an education-based business. So by product, in our case, I mean both um, goods and services. 
And coming back to your question, uh, since product management means to manage your overall business, project management, on the other hand, means to manage the work that you need to do in order to achieve various uh, objectives as you progress through your business. So it's a different... Uh, it's a different approach, let's say, but they are complementary. Uh, usually, we say that a product, in our case, a course or an education program, is actually the result of performing or executing a project. So whenever you, uh, you are running a project, the result of that project will be the product, the course, or the combination of uh, content and services that uh, you are delivering along with, with the content. There are different disciplines, however, and they need to be somehow integrated into a coherent approach. Otherwise, people might feel a little bit confused about which comes first, which comes next. So a good practice on that, a recommended practice on that would be to have an integrated approach to combine product management, which is the front end of your business, with project management, which is actually dealing with uh, everything you do to create all the deliverables, let's say, or to achieve uh, specific milestones in your product lifecycle. Is there a particular ratio that's healthy? Like, for example, 50-50 or 80-20? Or do you know, is there like a metric there? I'm, I'm not sure I could, uh, I could indicate a precise metric on that. Uh, this is because the, the particular ratio of product and project management uh, depends very much on the complexity of the product, but also on the complexity of the work you are doing to create, to sell, and to deliver the, that product. Uh, the thing is, each kind of product, in our case, education products, requires a particular approach because product management is used in many industries. You can, actually, product management has been developed uh, in automotive industry, but is now used in everything we develop. Software development, for instance, is uh, one of the good examples that uh, uses product management along with project management. So I, I wouldn't be able to give a precise ratio between product and project management. That, that's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Some of our audience are solopreneurs, so I think the important note there is if you're a one-person show, you need to be able to wear both hats and, and switch between the two. Like, okay, I'm a teacher now. Okay, now I'm running a business. Is that like a very simple way to say it? Yes. And this is one of the challenges actually in applying project management and product management in this particular business. Because in a corporation, you have multiple people working on a product, working on a project, and you have different roles. It's in a way, it's much easier to, to separate, uh, separate different types of work if you have multiple peoples, multiple roles. Whereas in a solopreneur scenario, you need to do everything on your own. Or maybe you have a, just a very small team, maybe virtual assistants or something like that. So that's one of the reasons for 
putting more emphasis on the process. Because if you have a sound process, uh, but a simple one, you'll be able to, to apply good project management practices, even if you're working alone. So what's, what's the first step in applying a project and product management ap approach? Is it developing that process or what is it? Well, that would be an option to develop your own process. However, uh, the effort that you need to invest in developing your own process could be overwhelming. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of uh, experience in project management if you want to develop your own process. So you're so, saying don't reinvent the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. That, that's right. uh, the keyword here. Don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, rather than reinventing the wheel, try to use as much as you can experience that has been created by other people. And we have a lot uh, of uh, documented experience in this field uh, to use. So you don't need, actually. You can, you can get it uh, uh, because it has been tested. It has been uh, used in many industries, including uh, e-learning uh, industry. As a matter of fact, e-learning, when we say e-learning, we tend to think only about solopreneurs like, like us or small companies. But e-learning and education projects uh, may come up in corporation environments as well, in corporate environments. I mean, there are a lot of companies using uh, education products or online courses to support other business objectives not necessarily to sell their courses, but to support different other objectives. As a matter of fact, I believe you, you are doing that with your own product. You are, you are providing education content, education pro products to support your core product, which is Lifter LMS, not, not the course itself. Absolutely. Yeah, we have something called Course Clinic rolling out very soon to support the education entrepreneurs and try to lay down some of those frameworks. Well, oh, that sounds very interesting. Well, what course, you, course clinic. Yeah, that's that sounds interesting. <laughs> what is? Uh, I mean, so what is that first step? Well, coming back to our first topic, which was uh, about product versus project management, I would strongly recommend that first step would be to clarify and to establish what we call a product life cycle. This means to, to have a complete picture in your mind about the way you'll do business with a course, with a, an education product. And without going into too many details in, in this episode, because we could talk for hours about uh, this, uh, uh, this product life cycle, I would suggest to keep it very simple, uh, having just three major phases. Uh, the first one would be to strategize your business, your product, which means to, to turn your idea into a clear strategy, into something that you can plan and create a, uh, an action plan for it. So having just an idea is not enough to start a business. We, we all know that. The purpose of this, uh, of this first phase is to turn your seed vision or idea about what you could teach into a clear strategy on how to make money out of it or how to support other business objectives or even other non-profit, non not-for-profit objectives. Because I know a lot of people using e-learning, for instance, in, 
in raising funds or supporting charities or other causes. Uh, so when I say business, I mean the objective that you want to achieve, not necessarily making money. The second phase of this uh, life cycle would be to test your assumptions because in strategizing your business, you're making a lot of assumptions. You don't know for sure what your customer needs, what your customers want. You don't know for sure how will you run your business. So you need to, to do a little bit of experiment on that. You need to learn about the product. You, you need to learn about yourself as well, about your capability of delivering, of creating different kinds of, uh, of uh, deliverables within the business life cycle. So that's the, the purpose of this second uh, phase experiment. Uh, it's based on the, the idea that you'll be able to grow your business after you learned enough about what you need to do. So uh, before stepping up to, to the highest level of, uh, of business, you need to learn first. You need to experiment. You need to work with a selected group of people as early adopters or uh, VIP customers. You can call them whatever you want, but it's really important to, to do a little bit of experiment. At the end of this phase, you will be able to create a new strategy. This time it will be a growth strategy, which is the, the content actually of the next and last phase, which is boost your business. So the Third phase is boosting your business, is growing your business. Uh, you, you could think of growing the results, increasing the results of your business, but also you can think of uh, improving your processes. The processes that you are using to, to create products, to market your products, to support uh, your customers, everything that is related to the product. So when I say growth, I don't mean only money. I don't mean only sales. I mean growing the business uh, as a whole, as, a, as an integrated system. So to summarize, these three phases would be the first thing you need to, to adopt in your business. Strategize, experiment, and boost. Once you have established that, you can uh, break down these phases into actionable steps and to develop the so-called uh, project roadmap. That's awesome. And I've seen a lot of people kind of missing some of those. So if you don't have like a strategy, you're kind of like a ship without a sail or without a rudder. If you don't Something run a... Go ahead. Uh, something like that. It, it means you, you, you are uh, starting your trip without knowing exactly where you want to go. Right. I mean, you can go to, you can uh, reach your destination point only by chance if you don't set your destination point just before starting the trip, right? So, so stack the odds in your favor. <laughs> and spend some time doing the strategy work on the front end. Exactly. Absolutely. And then the uh, experiment, the experiment thing that I've seen is that uh, it's easy to think you have all the answers or, you know, and you're not really listening 
to the customers, you, you've been doing this forever, so I'm just going to create my thing. But you're, you're actually limiting your upside because you're not experimenting with real people and just getting valuable input and feedback on, on your core assumptions. So uh, that's, that's a good one. Exactly. And to be honest with you, I, I believe this is one of the uh, most uh, frequent mistakes we do in, in starting up any kind of business. We take these assumptions as, uh, as being validated just because we think something. We presume that our customers will need something and we presume uh, that we'll be able to do certain things, uh, certain things in creating and delivering the products. But actually, we don't know for sure. It's just a set of assumptions. We need to test these assumptions. And uh, I've encountered a similar situation three years ago when I started to, to create online courses for my regular traditional in-class project management certification courses. And I thought it will be very simple. I just need to, uh, to put my content online and it's nothing more than that. I presume that everything is all clear and set. Well, I discovered it's not that easy, actually. It's a new uh, set of uh, customers, a new set of customer demands or expectations. It's a new kind of business. So I realized in my own experience that strategizing such a product is probably uh, the most important uh, success factor. Absolutely. And then the, the growth Experimenting is, is like you, you test each and every assumption in working with customers, with real customers. Absolutely. Interrupting you. No, it's all right. And there's a famous entrepreneur that says, uh, Steve Blank, he's part of the lean startup thing. He was one of Eric Reese's teachers always says, get out of the building. Which maybe if you're totally online might just mean get out and go talk to your customers or your potential customers and that, that kind of thing. Give them a call. Uh, the growth mistake I've seen where people, maybe they get some early traction, but maybe it's like a beachhead market where there's like all this other potential that they could lean into to grow their business, to scale their impact with their courses, to... Uh, perfect the learner experience so that you know it, it can have the potential to spread more naturally through people who just get so much value out of the program or the course mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah like once you get some success that you know don't stop keep challenging your assumptions and keep looking at the growth opportunities exactly and this is where product management actually comes into place because Doing a good product management means to be able to understand what your customer will want in the future while delivering them the existing product, as in today. So this dual role, this dual um, perspective on the market is the basis for having a, a sound growth. Otherwise, it's just you know making just one step further, not uh, reaching the... the final destination point, which is growing, establishing a, a growing engine. 
Well, let me shift gears and just on another question, LMS, as we all know, stands for learning management system, but what's the difference between LMS and project management? Like how is that management different? Yeah, I, I totally agree. The, the, the term management might confuse a lot of people because uh, as a matter of fact, I've been asked by, by, by some people trying to understand this relationship. Look, uh, if I'm using a learning management system, does that mean that I'm doing project management? Actually, no. Learning management system is a platform, is a technology platform that helps you to deliver the education process to your students, to your customers. It helps you to create the content as well, because when you structure the content, uh, when you uh, include engagements or different forms of interaction, it means that you are creating the product. So I would say the LMS is not only for delivering, but also for, for uh, creating the, the, the product. But the LMS is for managing the learning process, whereas project management is a set of uh, practices, a set of processes, if you will, that helps you do the work and organize the work that you need to do in order to deliver that product or the resources that you uh, need to combine in order to come up with the final product, which will be uh, eventually delivered to your customers through the use of learning management system. So there are two different uh, topics, two different solutions for different problems. However, I believe there is a strong connection between the choice of uh, the learning management system and the first phase in the product lifecycle that we have talked about a few minutes ago, strategizing. I would strongly advise anyone getting into this online course business to think of the learning management system they want to use before finalizing their strategy. Uh, because you might discover a lot of synergies between the strategy that you have in your mind or you created for your business and the features that the pl platform gives you. So it's a very, uh, very fine uh, tuning between choosing, making this strategic decision of choosing the, the, the right LMS and strategizing your overall business. I guess you, you have plenty of examples about this strategic choice in working with your, uh, with your customers uh, for, for the Lifter LMS product. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, looking at the tools and the way they overlap, you know, it, it can definitely just seeing what's possible with engagement and, uh, you know, stringing courses together or creating certificate programs based on groups of courses taken in any order. All those kinds of use cases, once you're familiar with the product options, help, mm -hmm. help you form your strategy. So and, and not only for creating or delivering the product, but also for for marketing the product uh, to, to your customers. I I remember your your last uh, um, blog post, if uh, if I'm right, which is uh, show don't tell. The yeah. title <laughs> show don't tell. Uh, having such a feature in your product helps you to create a different. Uh, 
kind of uh, campaign to 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 market your product. You can use the the real example instead of just uh, you know uh, using a sales page as a description of your product. You can give people uh, the opportunity to have a hands-on experience with your product. Which I think is I just I just want to say I think that's interesting because. And for those of you that don't know, there's a feature in Lifter LMS where even in a paid course or a free course, you can mark a lesson as free so that somebody can get in and experience that without having to register or create an account. <clears throat> so you're literally like giving them a free sample. And that involves the uh, your product, your course management, because you have to create the lesson there and uh, but it also involves the product management because now you're opening up a window for some marketing opportunity, you know, so maybe you decide as a, from a marketing perspective that you want to give people a taste of one of your best lessons to help them on their decision to purchase or enroll in the, in the course. That's a very cool feature. And uh, like I said, this is very important in that first phase of strategizing your business. If you know that you can use, you can use such a feature, you'll create a totally different strategy for both creating and marketing your education product. So that's why I said it's really important to keep in mind um, the, the LMS as a platform while you are strategizing your business. And I just want to add that that feature actually came from a customer. So that happened by going out and engaging, getting out of the building and engaging with a customer and finding so out. So you have performed the experiment <laughs> phase as well. <laughs> right, right. So, and, and for people looking uh, for a good book, there's often like a wealth of opportunity in one industry that's totally different from another one. But if you kind of learn how another industry does it, you might be able to apply it. That's very advanced. You might be able to apply it to your industry. So mm -hmm. some of these ideas we're talking about are, and Steve Blank and stuff are related to the uh, lean startup methodology. So there's a book exactly. called The Lean Startup by Eric Reese, who is a student of Steve Blank. Uh, if you look at software development and how software is developed, um, if you have some time, explore that a little bit and maybe it'll help you figure out how to develop your product, which is not a software, but it's an education product because there really are a lot of overlaps. Yeah, I fully agree. And I believe Lean Startup Method could apply to any creative product, not only software product. Uh, many people think that Lean Startup Method or Agile Methods are conceived, are designed only for software development, but this is not true, actually. Any kind of product uh, which requires a lot of uh, creativity, which uh, involves a lot of uncertainty, could, uh, could benefit from using, this, uh, from using these approaches, like Lean Startup Method, Agile Development, uh, or uh, Agile Project Management. So yes, it's it's a good starting point for anybody who wants to to establish a growing business, not just to sell a course. I mean, anybody can sell a course, can create some content and publish it on the internet. It's pretty easy. But if you want to create a growing business, you need to rely on some uh, proven methods, and the ones that you've mentioned are 
are proven by the market in many other industries as well, not only in uh, education startups. That's awesome. Well, let's start wrapping it up. And I just want to ask you, Sebastian, you're like a fountain of wisdom and, uh, and knowledge around these things. Where can people go to find out more about uh, what you've got going on and, and learn more from you? Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm working on, on a guide, on a planning guide that would help education entrepreneurs to, uh, to make better choices in the way they strategize and experiment their uh, education-based business and uh, the website for that is education project roadmap like the name uh, like the name says it's a roadmap and I'm providing uh, just uh, just a, a few uh, let's say hints on how to plan your overall business depending on various business conditions because like we said before you can you can do online courses for a variety of reasons and within a variety of business scenarios you can you can do online courses just to create a profitable business but you could also use online courses to support other business objectives like uh, i don't know maybe educating your customers before uh, they become customers so you will use uh, uh, the educational content as a way to attract customers, or you could use online courses as a way to decrease your um, your support effort once you deliver the product, uh, and many other business scenarios. You could expand your, your existing practice, for instance, if you're a consultant or a coach uh, like myself, uh, you can use online courses to create a, a new and different uh, income stream for, for your business, or you could simply use uh, education products just to, to support any other objective. So depending on each uh, case, you want to make sure that you are choosing the right planning strategy, the right planning sequence. And this is what I put together uh, as, a, as a guide, as a planning guide on uh, educationprojectroadmap.com. Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's do, uh, I like to leave people with a, an action plan. So let's each throw out a, uh, you know, one nugget of wisdom just to kind of close it out. And mine would be uh, just to challenge, spend some time challenging your assumptions. Before yes. you can challenge your assumptions, I would just take a step back, you know, look down on what you've got going on as an education entrepreneur from 30,000 feet and look at what assumptions you're making. And from there, you can run experiments, you can test and so on, but you can't do any of that until you acknowledge that you are making assumptions in your online course project. So that would be my one takeaway. What, what that, would, uh, what that's would awesome. I would add something uh, to, to, to your idea, which is build a learning mechanism into your business by using project management processes. If you use a process, it means that you are embedding learning capabilities into your own business, which means you'll be able to learn as you progress in your business and you'll be able to get better and better results. Otherwise, it's like reinventing the wheel each and every time. So I would, I would consider that as, a, as one of the hidden benefits of using a roadmap or a process 
you can call it whatever you want, but it's pure project management, which by the way, it's, uh, it's called by some people the art of common sense. It's not rocket science. You don't have to think of it like uh, something very complex, very, it's just the art of, uh, of common sense. So build a, a learning engine into your business. It's a, it's a long-term investment. It's not just for one course or for one business objective. Awesome. Well, everybody, if you're interested, go check out the educationprojectroadmap.com. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much.